Radio MD. It's time to Ask Dr. Mike. Do you have a question about your health? Dr. Mike can answer your questions. Just email Ask Dr. Mike Smith at RadioMD.com or call now 877-711-5211. The lines are open. So my first question comes actually from a Life Extension Health Advisor. And her name is Crystal, and she came into my office um, recently and handed me a uh, an article. And the article title is, The Goal to... Oh, here, let me restate. I already messed up. Let me try that again. <laughs> Goal to End AIDS Epidemic by 2030. Ambitious but realistic. And this was um, a report that's actually been published in all kinds of uh, smaller uh, publications, online and offline. So, so, and she was, her question is, is this really possible? She came in, is this really, Dr. Mike, is this really true? I mean, are, I mean, ending the AIDS epidemic by 2030, really? Um, and I think, uh, so I, I wanted to discuss this with my listeners. And, and, and let me give you a statistic here. This came from the report. And I didn't realize it was this high. So um, some 15 million people are receiving antiretroviral treatment for a- a- HIV AIDS, a staggering increase from less than 700,000 in 2000. Um, so we got a lot of, a lot more people with it. But the good news is more and more people are being treated. And I think that's what's driving this article. You know, So the goal is to end the epidemic. Now, now that's not ending... HIV infection. That's not curing it. It's just ending the epidemic, which means the goal is to decrease um, new infections, right? The transmission rate below epidemic levels. That's that's the goal, and they they feel they can make it by 2030. And if you if you define it correctly, I think that that this is possible. And ultimately, it's it's access to drugs. Um, in in and that's in and so this this goal in, in in order for us to achieve this and by the way this is uh, a report and a goal that uh, was released by the UN Millennium Development Goal that's what it's called um, and ultimately they've taken this on this this goal they've taken this on more as a as a political thing it's more of a legislative thing it's more of a drug access thing than it is about new drugs, about vaccines, about cure, and, and all that's still important, but this UN committee, their their focus is really on working with the pharmaceutical companies um, to make access to the drugs a little bit easier, to develop um, off-patent versions that can be cheaper, quicker, rather than the 15 years that drug companies can hold patents for, maybe with the HIV drugs. We allow them to hold a patent for five years, and then then and then we can have more companies producing, um, you know, alternative versions of the of the same drug, basically the generic versions, and and that would make it cheaper and allow us to get access. So, um, I think, and so we, so if that's the focus, right? If if the focus is decreasing new cases to less to less than epidemic levels, and and the main goal of that is in prevention, education, and then also helping people who have the who have HIV infection to get better access to drugs. So, because new studies are showing, if I can get somebody to be non uh, or undetectable, right? And and the testing uh, for the virus is very sensitive now. I think it's less than like twenty copies per mil 
um, that's considered non-detectable. I mean, the early, the first test was like 60 copies or 100 copies per mil. So now we're we're basically getting the test for HIV to measuring the actual co- the number of HIV copies in your in your blood is getting very sensitive. So if we can get somebody to be below that 20 copies per mil, their their T count is high. The chances of spreading uh, the disease drops, and then then also we have other drugs out there for high risk populations that they can take prophylactically. So when you put all that together, the prevention, the education, the access to drugs, uh, the prophylactic approach, when you put that all together, um, I think this is a realistic goal. Um, and and now now listen, that's it's a lot to do. <laughs> There's a lot of different, you know, arms to this that have to come together, but um, I, I think it's possible. You know, believe it or not, Cuba is a great example of how it can work. So Cuba had, um, not that long ago, it had the highest mom-to-baby transmission rates. And through education, prevention, prophylaxis, all that kind of stuff, Cuba is now... Um, the UN has actually considered that Cuba has eliminated completely mother-to-child transmission of HIV. So it's possible. When all these different branches come together, controlled by a central committee like that, um, the results can be pretty powerful. So I, I do think there's hope um, to get it. Now, the the next question becomes cure. I mean, are, where are we at with HIV vaccines? Where are we at with new treatments? Um uh, and fortunately, we're dealing with a virus that is is so highly active. It replicates and makes copies after millions of copies after millions of copies. And it ch- it changes. There's different strains out there than there were when the epidemic started in the 80s. So uh, because of that, it makes vac- vaccination uh, therapies very difficult. Um, we do have to keep updating the drugs because of resistance. Because of that, just because of the nature of the retrovirus, I don't know if we ever will cure it. I, I don't know. I I, I hope. Um, but the current approach to you know to you know like with vaccines, you you look at the the surface markers, the protein sticking out on the surface of the retrovirus, uh, and then you develop vaccines to that and that kind of stuff, antibodies to that. It, it doesn't. It, it, the problem is, is two, three years later, those proteins on the surface of the of the the predominant HIV strain that's out in the the community is changed, and so it requires constant updating of the vaccination. It requires constant updating of the medication. It's just a tough virus, you know. Um, so there's still hope right but i but at this point the best thing we can do i think is prevention uh let's let's stop new cases and then the cases we have let's really focus on um keeping people undetectable and and we we have i know in this country um deaths from hiv have dropped dramatic actually deaths from hiv have dropped worldwide dramatically and simply because we have access to, to to the medication so so can the epidemic be gone by 2030? I don't know, but I think it's realistic if all of these different arms come together, the government, the access, the, the, the distribution, the pharmaceutical companies, if they all come together, it is possible. Okay, I think I only have time for some maybe short questions here. Yeah, I got a couple minutes left. Okay, um, this is a question about soy infant formula. From Ariz, Dr. Mike, when my daughter was a baby, she got constipated, and her pediatrician recommended recommended switching to a soy formula. And since then, she only drinks 
lactose-free milk or soy um, or soy and or almond milk. My concern is that lately I've heard that soy is not good because of the process and the levels of estrogen. And she has a bunch of question marks. I'm worried my daughter had soy in her first years. Um, she is now eight. And is any of this information about soy true? Well, soy is a phytoestrogen. Um, when you when you when you make soy milk, for instance, um, it's basically more like cane sugar and, and processed soy, but it, they're not adding estrogen to it. It's just soy is a natural phytoestrogen, and the amount of estrogen effect that you get from a food source of soy, it's still pretty minimal. Um, so I think you're okay. Um, you know, it's a different story if you're talking about doing soy protein um, supplements or so, soy protein isolates like in a capsule those are a much higher dose of soy and that that might have some estrogenic effect but um food sources i think the 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 estrogen effect of it is relatively low and, and, and you should be okay but of course i have to say this or is talk to your pediatrician <laughs> but i think i think you're okay um with that one uh here's another question if epa and dha are the key fats why aren't there pure products that include only the two love your show martin they are important, but so are some of the, the medium-chain polyunsaturated fats, Martin. So you want to do a nice balance of all of them, but you just want a higher concentration of EPA and DHA. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well.